This is Corporate Cafecito, where we discuss career development and entrepreneurial growth strategies. I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Guez. Go get your cafecito and let's talk about professional growth. Welcome back to Corporate Cafecito. I am Nayeli Suarez-Gas. And I am Mario Rodriguez. Welcome. Today we have a special guest, good friend of ours, longtime uh, friend, uh, Jessica Purgis, uh, one of the co-founders of a successful restaurant, Mexican restaurant here in Hermosa Park in Chicago. The restaurant name is Takutlan. And Jessica, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> We're so excited. That's all right. <laughs> so Jessica, let our audience know who is Jessica Purgis and why the restaurant business, a little bit of the family background. So Jessica Purgis, <laughs> well, um, I'm born and raised in Chicago and I come from two parents that were raised in Mexico that came to Chicago Um both of them will say that one was poorer than the other when they came over here. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so when they came over here, they just wanted, they both wanted a better life for themselves. And I had that ingrained in my life in terms of always wanting more for myself and for my family. And who I am, I was in sales for about 15 years, 15, 20 years. And then I got involved in the family restaurant because my father decided to open it up again. He did have a restaurant, I want to say 35 years ago. Yeah. And then there's a second go around. And I wanted to not only help him because the first restaurant, there was a defeat where he just felt that he couldn't really run it anymore. But then this time I just wanted to be involved and help him with it and grow it. And that's what I'm doing today. So today I am... Now, the co-owner is to your point of this restaurant that we're trying to grow as much as possible to leave something behind for our children. How many children do you have? I have two kids. I have a girl and a boy. The daughter is going on 17 this year, and my son is um, 11. I love that. I believe very much that we start businesses and we do things because we want our children to have something, right? So something they could come into. Do they work at your restaurant? My daughter does, and my uh, my daughter is there right now, so she absolutely um, is a surfer, and she helps out as much as she can after school on the weekends, and then my son has tried it during the summer where he was in and wiped down a few tables, and he's like, how much do I get paid for this? Like, <laughs> and then he was over it. <laughs> yeah, he was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> How'd you come up with the name Tacotlan? My father is originally from Pontitlan, Jalisco. Mm-hmm. And so when we were looking at names, he said that he wanted a little bit, something a little bit more indigenous. And so as we were looking at different places and around the area, we found a place called Tlacotan. And they themselves changed their city name to Tacotlan. So I was like, oh my God, that's so unique. I was like, let's do that. He's like, well, we're going to serve tacos. I was like, absolutely. He's like, I'm from Puntitlan. Let's put them together. And there you go. See, I love it. And I, I thought that might be the story because mm-hmm. we're from Juanacatlan. Okay. And then, you know, yeah, like so the Plan and all, those, mm-hmm. all the plans. And so when I heard it, I was like, I bet you. Everybody <laughs> says it. Oh, I'm from Ocotlan. Are you guys from Ocotlan? So it's like, it's always trying to figure out where yeah, we're like, from. Where because are you of guys from? Exactly. Yeah. There's Wentitan, but that's Wentitan, not Plan. And it's but, funny because people come into the restaurant and they'll be like, oh, but I'm from here, from there. And I was like, talk to my dad. I'm from Chicago. <laughs> 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 He'll be excited. <laughs> yeah. 
as a new entrepreneur, what were some of the biggest shifts going from like a corporate sales job, or I'm assuming it was a corporate sales job, um, into starting your own business? Everything was a challenge for me because I don't come from this world. I never ran a restaurant in my entire life. So one of the things that helped me was being in sales. So I was able to promote the business. But when it came down to knowing the nitty gritty stuff, I didn't know anything. So I think that I kind of went along as it came and was thrown at me. Uh, To be honest, not even me understanding how to put the business into a corporation or how to, um, that I should, all the tax stuff that comes along with it. I mean, everything (laughs) that was with, that's part of the business, I'm still learning today. I feel more comfortable with it. I think I ask more questions now that I should have asked before. But I do think that when it came to the business, I didn't really know too much, to be honest with you. How long did it take you before you felt like you knew enough? Do you do you feel like you know enough now? I think that I have more of a handle where people, being in business development programs mm-hmm. has helped me. It steered me into the right direction. I still don't think I have everything that I need to, that I don't know and everything that I need to know. I think that's probably, uh, so I, I became an entrepreneur after a very, uh, very fun, uh, like 20 plus years in corporate. And I remember like, I, I even wrote an article about this. I was like, I miss the finance team. I miss the HR team. Mm-hmm. I miss the coffee creamer. Like I miss all of that. Um, but you get a lot when you become an entrepreneur. So what are the the benefits of having become an entrepreneur? I will say the flexibility of having mm-hmm. your own job and working to your own schedule is very helpful. Now I feel that, I mean, my kids might disagree. They will say like, like where own- do you find <laughs> the time? Where do you say that you won't spend time with us? But I think that it is more where I do prioritize it, where I'll say, well, my kids are number one, so we need mm-hmm. to figure how my schedule is going to work with my kids' schedule. I think that has been helpful. Um, And I think that the other thing is the connections that you get when you become an entrepreneur, if you are that person that loves to talk to people. I feel like now I have a lot of people that are, I mean, they kind of have my back a little bit where I ask them questions. They're like, hey, you like Mario, for instance, he has helped when it comes to grants and things like that. He's shown me that I can apply for certain things. And I think that you, Mario, have opened up the world of grants, because had you not ever shown me that there is free money out there for yeah. a business like mine, I would have never known that. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's not who you know, it's who knows you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. I love that you're respectful of your time with your children. You know, one of the things, my parents were always factory workers, and it was really like I always wanted my parents to pick me up from school, mm-hmm. and that is one hour I block every day on my calendar that I pick up my kids from school. That's awesome. Because I think, you know, like you have, like that was, that meant something to me. And even though they might not think, you might not think that they appreciate yeah. that. They do. They better. And you know they do. <laughs> like, but then, you know, I think about what, what's their thing going to be, right? Like what are they going to do for their kids that they, that they, so I feel like every time we raise the bar of what that's like, and I, I, I bring this back to like our parents who immigrated here, you know, humbly or with no money, they probably could have never imagined the life they have now. And now look at your children. So each Mm -hmm. generation will get better. Who have been some of the people who have inspired you the most? 
I think that I'm always being inspired by many entrepreneurs, especially restaurateurs and also um, chefs. For example, uh, I go out a lot and I take my family with me. And I think that when we're sitting there, I learn a lot from these people that are around me. And I'll sit at the bar and they're just like, oh, you know, who are you? And I just start, we just start talking. We just converse. And I'm just like, so um, tell me more. Like you're, you're in charge right now because it seems like you just have a good handle on talking to people. So I just start talking to them and they give me information in terms of, Who's in charge? I think I went to um, Stephanie Azard's restaurant at Cabra oh, downtown. Yeah, yeah. And I just sat at the bar with my dad and we were both just talking to the um, to the bartenders. And they're like, oh, do you want to meet the general manager? Cool. So they were like, they introduced us and then we, and I talked about like the challenges and we just, I feel that I'm inspired by all chefs, restaurateurs, all these people. And I ask a lot of questions now because I feel that I want to soak up as much as possible yeah. to see how that could work with my business. Awesome. Yeah. So speaking of, of the business, it's something that, that I think you're probably proud of, and I, I am for you, for any business owner. During the pandemic, many, many businesses just suffered losses to where they couldn't open their doors again. But you ran a unique strategy. Uh, you grew your business, and I'm quoting him, and correct me if I'm wrong, you grew sales 300%. Is that correct? Um, I think it was, you're excited. I think it was like 125%. <laughs> okay, I thought it was 300%, so <laughs> yeah. I, I was excited. So it was 100%. But that's, that, that's unheard of, right? Because I know that I would send you recovery grants that can't qualify. I made money during the pandemic, right? Yeah. So what basically did you put into place to make that happen? So we'll say at the height of the pandemic, it was really scary because I didn't know what we were going to do. Yeah, for all of us, um, yeah. We opened up as a typical taqueria, just regular tacos de carne asada, so just regular, mm-hmm. just like every other restaurant out there. But I had seen this dish that was trending in California, and we had served it a year prior for a small little weekend. It was just a special. We Nothing came. I mean, we sold it, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, people are talking about it. So when I saw that trending and I saw an opportunity, I was like, let's just bring it back and see what happens. Yeah. And so we took a picture of it. I remember one weekend and we put it on the menu um, because one of our chefs, I asked her to come back for that weekend just to help us make it for that um, special. And she did. And it just took off. And so it just kept selling out every single day. We would put it on the menu, it would sell out. But I think that my mentality was, I don't come from the place of where I feel defeated. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's something that I just, it's instilled in me. I just, of course, I'm going to probably fail at whatever I'm going to do later on. Something I'm going to put my mind to, but... I don't have that instilled in my head. I just come from the world. Let's try it. If it doesn't work, we shift. And I had one manager at another company who's always told me, no matter what happens, always be agile. Just move with the whatever it is, pivot from what you're going to do and just go along with it and see what happens. And, And it worked. So I will say that that's one of the things that I did different is I didn't let anything steer me into a direction that let me backtrack. I didn't allow anybody to put anything in my head where I was going to fail. So I just kept thinking I was going to win. And whatever I did work. And then you won. And I won. Yeah. <laughs>
Gracias por tomarte tu cafecito con nosotros. If you're enjoying this, please leave a review wherever you listen. Share and follow us on Facebook and Instagram and also at corpcafecito.com. Let us know what you'd like to hear or if you'd like to be part of our show. sister uh have been very focused and strategic on leveraging the digital platform so talk to us about what what did you choose to make sure that you know what people knew where you guys were at when we first started the business i was telling people that we were going to open up a business mm -hmm. i was on instagram and we we're consistently posting that we just got our license we just did the floors we so we, we they came along the with the journey with me yeah, yeah. Then my sister tweets. She puts a uh, tweet out there because I remember a Sunday I was at the beach <laughs> with my friends yeah. and my father's at the restaurant feeling defeated again. And he's like, I'm just going to close this up. No more. He was just, again, feeling defeated. defeated and my, yeah. my sister was like, no, we're going to do something. Stand right there by the Carnesada sign and we're going to put this on a special as a special. So she takes a picture of him and she puts a tweet out there. Guys, come support my family's business. And it went viral. Oh, nice. And it was shared over 7,000 times on Twitter. Wow. This was pre-TikTok and all of that. And so she puts it out. It becomes viral. And I took the opportunity because a lot of people were starting to notice us yeah. of let's just keep it going. And so today, what I will say, if any small businesses out there that if they're not promoting their business, they're doing themselves a disjustice because, oh, injustice because- they people need to know about you. Yeah. Right. And they need to feel connected the quickest way. to you. Yeah, the quickest way and the most cost effective way. Correct. And then also, even if you think you're posting too much, don't worry about other people. Just keep doing it. Cause yeah. whoever saw you one time, like maybe the next person hadn't seen you, just keep doing it. Right. And they'll notice you. And I think that's important because you have to meet people where they are, right? And if you're gonna talk to me, it's gonna be on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And if you're gonna talk to, you know, my dad, it's gonna have to be in paper, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but uh, to have different kind of, I, I love that your sister went to Twitter because you hear so many of those stories. Remember there was like a panaderia in Houston or something mm -hmm. where I think where I the heard same that. thing. And I, and I love that because it's like, we're, we're leveraging these resources to bring awareness and to drive promotion and drive traffic and bring people into, into Taco Plan or into our businesses. And it's, um, it may still feel a little foreign to us to put on TikTok. I don't have a TikTok, but um, but we need to get there. And I think that it's great that you were like, okay, we have to do this. We just push ourselves. I sometimes don't know what I'm doing, but I would just say, let's let's go with it. <laughs> yeah. How'd you get that confidence? I don't know. <laughs> my sister said. <laughs> my sister always says that. Um, I don't know where you came from is what she says. I, I don't think you grew up with us. You're a little too bougie for us. I was like, I don't know what it is. I feel that that's the biggest thing. I think maybe from my father that I've been telling, like, I don't care. Somebody's going to either love me or hate me. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. That's been your and, dad. Yeah. 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 And, and he's always been an entrepreneur ever since I remember a kid, as a kid. Is the connections. You yeah. know, just knowing people and wanting to talk to people. I love that. I yeah. love yeah. getting to know so many people that to... Your point, it's who sees you or who's right. noticing you that helps you out. So I've heard, um, but I don't want to say, you've had some pretty interesting people come to your restaurant or eat your food, right? 
Especially during this time in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. April 4th, there's a, there's a, a, big a, a election. mayor election. Oh, yeah, You've yeah, had yeah. All candidates show up there, I think. <laughs> yeah, so I think it just happened where um, somebody had known my dad. Um, I know that the Chewy campaign came last year at some point, and then they asked us that they could do something this year. I was like, well, let's just do this and take the opportunity to invite all these other people. And then for some random, I think um, Lori Lightfoot um, lives in Hermosa. Mm-hmm. So she came by and we were just like, I wasn't even in town when she came by. So I thought that was crazy. I was like, of course, of yeah, course, course she came when, I wasn't there. when yeah. I'm not there. Yeah. So <laughs> she came and then I, again, I just took the opportunity. I started messaging people. Hey, if you are wanting to promote your business in our area, come by, you're more than welcome. And, just tell us what you're going to do for the city. And I also took it as an opportunity of let me learn more, right. but then let them come to us, yeah. <laughs> not me go to them. Right. And so, yeah. And some people just, they took the opportunity and came, which I thought was really cool. That is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very excited when Mario and I were talking. I was like, oh, that's so cool that, you know, like, because if you think about it, like tacos are probably like oh, yeah. n- like number one food in Chicago. Uh, but it's a very unifying and to have a place where it's just, um, you know, delicious and warm and inviting and it builds community. I think that that's what you want your restaurant to be, right? Like come, come for the community and stay for the food. Yes. Yeah, to your point, that is what I'm going for with Tacotlan mm-hmm. is I want it to be a community hub for our neighbors to yeah. feel like they could come in and they can feel comfortable and feel like they're at home. So I'm definitely going for that. Yeah, I think you're achieving it really well. Um, what are you like? I'm going to ask you this two ways. What are you most proud of personally and then professionally? Professionally, I will say that I'm excited that I've been able to consistently grow the business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we've done as much as possible to be able to also pr- have our employees provide for their own families. Yes. I'm always trying to, and I think maybe it came from me being, a, I used to work at Career Builder, so I worked there for like 15 years, mm-hmm. and me understanding what not only employers wanted, but employees wanted. So I was able to understand both worlds. Yes. And that to me is what I bring to Tacotlan is I want, for people to be able to provide for their families. So that's number one, what I'm proud of. And personally, I will say that I'm also proud of the fact that I've been able to grow Dakotlan into what's kind of almost being turned into a household name and brand. So my family can use that and we can take that anywhere. I feel like now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's what I would say. I'm proud of. You should ask my dad what he's proud of me doing. <laughs> oh my god, he's gonna be like, "Oh, Nada. she does this, pero no se peina." Like, I that's know, hundred percent. Like, yeah, my, my dad, you know, he's always like, he's like, "Por qué no te vistes como una ejecutiva?" And I'm just like, "Pat, like I, you know, you never like, do anything." Oh, right. I know, it's like I could do a hundred things, and he's gonna be like, "But yeah, you <laughs> can work on that a little bit more." Um, when you think about your legacy. And, you know, I'll, I'll speak specifically to your, your daughter who's 17. Like, what are you modeling for her? What do you want her to be or like to see? Like, what makes you, how do you want to influence the next generation? And your son too, but I feel like your daughter's at the cusp of like 
I think for my daughter specifically, well, I have this like thing that we do at, at Tacotan is where we have um, a club de chingonas is what we call them. Love it. And a lot of vendors come in and they um, they sell their items and they I give them the opportunity to sell whatever it is with our audience. Mm-hmm. And I think that I want my to instill in my daughter that she needs to be able to get what she wants out of life, just truly just fighting for it. And um and knowing the fact that she should have the mentality that she's able to do whatever she wants. To do anything. Anything. Um at any time. And just ask for help when she needs it. Yeah. That's the biggest thing too. And for my son, I would say same thing. It's just I I just want them both to know that it's not going to be easy, but they need to just go out there and not be scared and go out in this world and fight for what they want. Yeah. And I think you've set a great example. Like I, I tell my kids, like you could be in corporate and we'll be really proud of you. You could come over here and do this and we'll be, like, wash cars, but wash them well, you know? <laughs> and it's, and I, I think there's a lot of, of value to show them that like you could go from one career to another, to another, to another and be successful. And each one is very different, but they all bring a, a personal satisfaction and a professional reward. Mm-hmm. They do. So Jessica, what's next for Takotlan? I know you got some plans. What should we be on the lookout for? She's like, watch uh, her TikTok. You should uh, <laughs> look out for Takotlan with a glow up, meaning we love our space. We, um, we fit as many people as we can in it right now, but we're looking for expansion. Mm-hmm. So right now we're in the final stages of working with the architect with the, for the drawings. And so we also got another grant for that. Our first awesome. grant ever, I believe, awesome. like a big grant. Congrats. And that's going to help us um, expand the restaurant that we currently have. We're going to be running across the street for a while. While that's getting built. So we're not going to be losing that business. Right. Mm-hmm. You're across yes, the street. Yeah. We'll be right across the street. And then... When they come in, people were like, wow, Takotlan, you guys look so nice now. It's not falling apart everywhere. Now you <laughs> so, can be bougie professional. Yes, there you go. Like, there hey, you go. That's what we do. The personality matches the restaurant now. <laughs> yeah, so that's what you guys should look out for. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jessica, thank you for accepting the invitation. Thank you for your tenacity. Thank you for sharing your story. It's an inspiration to all women, all family businesses, because we know it's tough. No se dan por vencidas. Or vencidos, porque ahí está Lalo también. Uh, so thank you so much. And I hope that everyone that, that listened in today uh, took some, some uh, great nuggets. You know, it's not going to be easy, but you have a strategy. And what I keep hearing in everyone's story is they're leveraging their past experiences and their transferable skills. So if those that, that are thinking, what's next for my career? What do I reinvent myself? Leverage what you know, you know, and focus on the audience. And there's going to be a successful path for you. So thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. No, we really appreciate it. And thank you for listening. I am Nayeli Suarez-Guez. And I am Mario Rodriguez. Hasta la próxima. Corporate Cafecito was produced in beautiful downtown Oak Park at Boulevard Studio. Audio engineer and editor is Mike Mitchell. We're available on every podcast platform.